Hey there, this is David Fitzgerald, the author of Jesus Mything in Action, and you're listening to The Canadian Atheist. I'm making the assumption that all of you check in every now and then with some kind of news outlet and have a view of what's going on in the rest of the world. Isn't it as plain as could be that those who commit the most callous, the most cruel, the most brutal, the most indiscriminate atrocities of all, do so precisely because they believe they have divine permission. Shall I answer my own question? Shall I insult you by adding more? Who can't think of an example of this kind? Let me put the question in another form that I've put in now. Uh, every forum from YouTube to C-SPAN to the wireless to the print to the radio to the television and in, in, innumerable forums to those who say that without God there can be no morality. You are to ask yourself two questions. You are to name a moral action undertaken or a moral and ethical statement made by a believer. I dare say you can do it. You are then to say that you can not imagine a non-believer making this moral statement or undertaking this moral action. Can you think, can you now think, can any of you think, you have, don't have to answer now, you have all night and and you have my email. <laughs> and I've done this with everyone from the Archbishop of Canterbury to even lower people. Um, <laughs> you name me the ethical and moral actional statement that a believer can make and an unbeliever cannot, and there's a prize. And I'll tell you that, about that later. Now there's a second question. Think of something wicked that only a believer would be likely to do. Or something wicked that only a believer would be likely to say. You've already thought of it. The suicide bombing community is entirely religious. The genital mutilation community is entirely religious. I wouldn't say that the child abuse community is entirely religious. I wouldn't. But it's bidding to be entirely religious. <laughs> it operates on the old Latin slogan, no child's behind left. Welcome to The CA, a podcast about news, current events, and commentary on all things atheism from a Canadian perspective. This podcast carries the explicit tag and wears it like a motherfucking badge of honor. So if you get offended, switch off. The CA records each Sunday live from Apostasy Studios. For more, please visit our Facebook page for the latest news, updates, and previews on some upcoming shows. You can email us at theca at rogers.com, and if we're amused or tweaked by your email, we'll use it on the show. And now, here are Michael and Dean. All right, here we go. Welcome to the CA. Today is Thursday, November 2nd. I'm Michael. I'm Dean. Fuck, you fucking with our podcast every fucking week, man. It's fucking Thursday. Excuse Jesus me? Christ. I know. This is my fault now? <laughs> exactly. It's all your fault. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it, you know, this, uh, yeah. Uh, hi, everybody. Uh, sorry, it's, sorry we're so late getting this, this week out. It's been a comedy of errors. It's mutual blame, though. Yeah, it's been a comedy of errors. First, it's like, I'm tired. Okay. Then it's like, <laughs> oh, fuck. And then, well, okay, so... Um, Sunday didn't work out. And then Monday, Shannon's family has some kid, we had some kid birthdays going on. And then Tuesday was Halloween. So you had to take yeah. your, you had to take your guys out. And Wednesday didn't work out. Wasn't any good. And, uh, so here we are Thursday. Yay. So after whew. a bit of a medical emergency at home, well, not yeah, exactly. really medical yep. emergency. That's right. A Almost didn't emergency. get here. Don't say your kid's names. You know no. how much of a pain in the ass it was to fucking edit out? My, well, <laughs> it did, you did a good job. You could barely even tell that there was no. Yeah. Um, yeah, my younger son knocked out my older son's tooth. Yeah. You got to um, curb that violence now, man. 
<laughs> I'm telling you, it's only going to get worse. Yeah, no, he fell on him. And, really? Uh, I don't know exactly how it went down because I wasn't there. But, uh, yeah. So, and it's, I mean, it's a baby tooth. It's coming out anyway. Right. But I think it was helped along a little bit. So, another visit from the tooth fairy. Three times in two weeks. Jesus, fuck. <laughs> That's crazy ass, man. But they actually took an x-ray and you can see the teeth in his gums coming down, right? Oh, so it's cool. kind of cool. Was it the, that an upper tooth? Yeah, it was right next. Like he's lost the two front ones, right? Naturally, and then the one right next to that on yeah, the with some on the right he- side, quote unquote, help. Yes, right. That one was 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 taken out. But I mean, the do- the the dentist pulled it out without any like it didn't. It wasn't difficult, right? So it was right there, and they checked. They did an X ray, and the 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 the, the adult tooth's fine. It's coming in normal. So, cool. but you can see it inside. Like you know, it's like, when the adult teeth start coming in. You're like you're you're like your kid's gonna look real dumb for a, a, oh, yeah. a couple years, right? Oh yeah, be like big fucking chiclets in a small <laughs> little mouth. Oh yeah, it looks weird. Well, he doesn't have it. Like he doesn't have his adult teeth in yet, yeah. and he doesn't have a bridge on his nose yet. Right. right, so he still looks. He's still got that cute kidness. Right, but as soon as those teeth come in, that nose grows. Right, all come the chiclets, and then you, and then, and then you know, you're like an ugly ten year old. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And then he spend the rest of his life trying to get laid. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Did that because that's all that's left. Yeah, pretty right? much. And it's like my penis wants to go places. <laughs> and you're thinking with it, and uh, it's all over. Yep. So. Well, you, they spend the first few years of life just playing with it. Right? Exactly. It's like, oh, look at this. This is fun. Exactly. Um, I was I was babysitting this little fuck. Oh boy, we got to go back a long time. I was thirteen. Thirteen. You yeah. were thirteen once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't hatched at this age. Did you have um, hair? <laughs> yeah, at one point. Um, and I was babysitting for a friend, and babysitting a little boy. And I, I was I was playing video games. Like, yeah. You know, the kid can't set himself on fire, so okay, bye. <laughs> so good. And I've got Super Nintendo going. So um, then a little bit of time passes by, and I'm like, oh, man, this is not good. So I finally track him down. <laughs> He's sitting in his closet. Now, he, he is, he was, he is, he was, uh, like, six. Oh, okay. Okay. And he's sitting there, playing with his wiener. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, no, no. And he's like, but when I play with it, it gets big and hard. Yeah. I'm like, and I didn't know what to say. Because in my head, I'm like, rock on, kid. I didn't say that. <laughs> but in my head, I'm like, it's like, here's some lotion and a warm cloth. <laughs> Let me know when well, you're done. Well, he's only six. He doesn't need that. Yeah. But, yeah, so, um, how the fuck are we get Anyway, so we got a bunch of shit to get to. Um, oh, by the way, this is episode 31. 31. And we should say, uh, this Sunday. This uh, Sunday, this, looking forward to it. This Sunday, we won't be uh, recording, so it'll probably be Monday, Tuesday. Um, but this Sunday, we're going into uh, Toronto to see the uh, talk with uh, Matt Dillahunty and uh, Richard Dawkins. So that's going to be good. And I'm hoping, at this point, so I have tried really hard. Uh, oh, so it's, it's being put on. And uh, I'm I'm going to uh, I'm going to give like a virtual kind of punch to uh, Travis Pangburn because I've been trying to get a hold of him. He's not terribly responsive, mm. as to say, not responsive. <laughs> um, because I have I have something that I want to pitch to him. Yes. And 
I don't know whether he think I don't know whether he thinks I want like money from Pangburn or like, I don't want I'm not interested in that. I have this idea that I want to do. Yeah. And it's to get somebody here that I think would be a really good draw. I think it'd be an amazing talk. And that's what I want. So um so when we see him, don't hold me back. Yeah. Because I'm gonna tackle the motherfucker. Was that was the same guy that got got us tickets at the last event, right? That was okay, so that was yes, that was well the guy we saw was Jonah. Who, Jonah, right. Yeah, hi okay. Jonah. Uh, he was awesome. Uh, but it was Travis who I saw at Danforth Music Hall back in June when the promo code that they gave us that night wouldn't work. And right. I went out and found him and it's like, don't worry, send us an email, we'll take care of it. Yeah. And so all, all that worked out lovely, but yeah. So suffice to say I'm gonna tackle the motherfucker <laughs> when we get to Danforth Music Hall on Sunday. And because uh, I want I want to do this thing. Anyway. Got a bunch of news stories to get to. Uh, I don't think we'll have time to do um, a fallacy because I think these these will prompt a good deal of discussion. So, um, how you doing, by the way? <laughs> I'm doing all right. Yeah. A little tired late in the week, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it is. I, I don't want to work tomorrow. <laughs> Friday's my long day, and I don't want to, but oh well. Well, you don't have to get up the crack of dawn, do you? Yeah? Yeah. Oh, Okay. Yeah, my alarm goes off before, uh, well, my, tomorrow morning, my alarm, <laughs> tomorrow oh, well morning. Well, before the crack of dawn. That's relative, because my alarm will go off at 3.30. Uh. Um, it's my long day, so I won't be home, I won't be home by lunchtime tomorrow either. Uh. So that's fucked up, but. NVU, I do not. No. But. All right, Yoda. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, NVU, I do not. But, uh, you know, I'm out of the house 11 hours a day anyway, so. Yeah. I'm not at the house. No, twelve hours. I leave at six thirty. I get home at six thirty. Really? That's why they pay the big bucks. Yeah, I'm still waiting for that check to come in. That's right. I'm still waiting for my. It's like uh, Jay and Silent Bob. (laughs) Where's my motherfucking movie check? (laughs) Yeah. So we were talking. Remember last week, we talked about the uh, head covering ban in Quebec. Yes. Well, there's a couple. We have two news stories related to that. The first one I found very interesting. This is by the Canadian press from October 27, 2017. Quebec man accused of assaulting his daughter for removing a hijab. Oh. So Gatineau police, Gatineau, Quebec, um, Gatineau police say a man assaulted his teenage daughter after discovering she was removing her hijab when she was away from the family home. So a Quebec man has been charged with allegedly assaulting his teenage daughter for a year. What? Yep. In what the police are calling honor-based violence. Yes. Um, At least he didn't kill her. Yeah. So uh, the police, uh, police sergeant Jean-Paul Lemay uh, said it took a lot of courage for the young girl to come forward uh, to, to inform us that this had been happening. Uh, the teen has since... But here's, here's something interesting. The teen has since been removed from the family home and placed in the care of youth protection. Well, that's good. I was just... I was just something occurred to me as you were reading that they call it honor-based violence, honor-based killings. Yeah. What it should be called religious-based violence, religious-based killings. Yeah, and, and it's interesting because, you know, the whole, you know, you're just dishonoring the family. But it's dishonoring the family by not adhering to a religious tradition. Yeah. Um, and I, another question, where's the honor in beating up your kid? Exactly. That seems like a... They're like an oxymoron. honor based, and it's just it's it's wrong terminology. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Religious, yeah, we're you know, religious based, but this anyway. The police are calling it, and, and worldwide, it's called honor based, yeah. right? Like they're yeah. not making that shit up. It's called honor based for a reason. 
So, but I thought that was really, uh, I thought that was really interesting. Um, the the girl's identity is obviously not being released. Do we know how old she is? Uh, well, she's young enough that uh, I'm assuming her name is not being released because of basically the protection side of the Young Offenders she's, Act. She's under sixteen, yeah. Yeah, so she's under the she's under the, she's underage, and so they want to per, they want to give her some anonymity, which is good and because the last thing she needs is more fucking attention. Yeah, do they like do they give any more detail into what kind of violence? No. Um, other than that, they've been pretty tight-lipped. The uh, uh, the police uh, spent a, a good deal of time uh, praising this young girl's bravery because basically the the way the story, if you read the entire story, basically she walked into the police station, and you know to paraphrase in you know in a way only uh, only I can, uh, hey guys, my dad's beating the shit out of me, basically. Wow. And uh, yeah, I mean, hats off to her. First of all, for taking it off realizing yes, exactly, that it yeah. was not something that she wanted to she wanted to do. I mean, and also realizing that it's not something that she could have brought up to her to her parents, to her yeah. at, least, at least to her father saying I don't want to do this. Yeah, and it's interesting. I remember once the closest the closest I and this is not close at all, but the closest I've ever come to this was I remember one year for school pictures, my mom wanted me to wear a shirt. I'm like this is in my head I'm like it's a fucking ugly shirt. I don't want to wear this shirt. Yeah. And I took another shirt with me and I changed it, not realizing that my mom was going to see the pictures <laughs> when I brought them home. So that didn't go over well. But um, that's it's the closest. shirt I sent you. Exactly. But that's the closest I've ever come to like, oh, I don't want to do this, right? So This is entirely different. Now, what's interesting is, do you think it's possible she was taking it off because of uh, peer pressure slash I don't want to be labeled as like, you know, I don't want people to call me a terrorist or something like that? Or do you think she was taking it off for like a fashion statement? Or do you think she was taking it off because of the ideological background and the, oppre- the you know, the, the oppression of women and stuff like that? I don't think it was that at all. She's, I think she's too young for, for that to go through her mind. I think it was probably more just to look like everybody else at school kind of thing. Like fashion I don't know, sense I don't know where this happened or you know, where she lives or what's going on in her life. Obviously, this is all just hearsay. We have no idea why she was doing it. Yeah. But uh, but it's in Quebec, right, where they just passed this law. Yeah. So, But that's maybe face she, covering. Maybe she wanted to take the bus to school. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, it's no, interesting. But her, but her face wasn't covered, right? It's, yeah, it's the hijab is typically... Yeah. her hair. Yeah. So, yeah, but, I mean, the fact that regardless of whether, whether she... What the reason was for her taking it off, the fact is that she was assaulted... For doing so. By her father. By her father. By uh, her father, mm. based solely on his religious beliefs. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing else. I mean... <laughs> Do you think... Here's a weird angle. And not that this... It doesn't, this doesn't matter one fucking iota. But I'm curious if... Okay, so you know how um, certain parents will, like, get jealous? Uh, you know, like the Keeping Up With The Joneses? So let's say you lived in a neighborhood where there were lots of different, um, or let's say you lived in a, in a neighborhood where there wasn't a lot of ethnic diversity. And let's say, let's say this family was one of many, um, Muslim families on the street. Okay. And, uh, do you think it's possible that maybe the father, that part of his motivation was also, Hey, you're making me look bad and making me look like I can't you know, get my daughters to dress modestly to the other, to the other Muslim fathers. Like that's a, I'm, I know I'm pulling that way out of left field, yeah, but do depends, you think it depends. something like that has anything to do with it? Maybe it depends uh, it, how many people saw her with it off. 
right? Yeah, yeah. Because she was doing, she wasn't, she wasn't doing it at home. She had it on at home. She was doing it away from home. So unless other girls saw her and reported back to their parents, right. who, and it got back to him, so like, how did he even know? Um, well, so I guess somebody had to tell on her, right? Yeah. Um, so fuck that person. Um, who, t- who told on her? Or who knows? Maybe dad showed up at school one day for something. Silly yeah, and she or, didn't you know. have time to throw it on. Who knows? It's like, oh shit! And boom, then there, there goes. Now, uh, so moving on, directly related to that, uh, continuing on with this things we talked about last week from the Montreal Gazette, uh, published the same day, October twenty, uh, October twenty seventh, two thousand seventeen. Um, support for the face covering ban drops to forty percent outside Quebec. A poll suggests. What was um, the what was the approval rate inside Quebec? Uh, we'll get to that. It, it's because it's crazy. Forty um, percent even is even sounds really high. Yeah, for, but for outside Quebec, so okay, so the vast majority of Quebecers support the Bill C sixty two, the Quebec government's ban on wearing face coverings while dispensing or receiving government services, but that support dropped to about forty percent elsewhere in Canada. An Angus Reid Institute poll suggests. While Bill, 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 I I, I sound like a fucking Sookie from uh, True Blood. Beal, Vampire Beal. Hopefully all you True Blood fans out there get that. Uh, While Bill C-62 targets face coverings of any kind when dealing with the public, when dealing with public services, critics have charged it, uh, charged it targets uh, Muslim women who wear the, the niqab, a face veil considered an expression of religious devotion. There are a lot of Chinese people that go around with those uh, medical masks on too, oh, so I sure, guess it, yeah. it affects them as well. Uh, I I guess. I mean, that's that's pollution based, right? They're trying to like stop. But they wear it here. Yeah, no, no, but I but I think the reason they do that is like for, for pollution or bacteria or something like that. I don't even know why. I should ask somebody. Was like, hey, it why protects you everybody else, not them. You think so? Yeah. So I should like run across the street when I see someone wearing one. <laughs> no, I'm saying ah! if, if you have a cold, you're oh. better off wearing one so you don't get other people sick. Oh, so you think it's like a you think it's an altruistic thing? Like I'm doing no, this I don't think it is, but it's actually better because it doesn't actually stop anything from affecting you. Okay, so the survey question from Angus Reid focused on the niqab itself, which I think is a which I think is a problem. I don't think it's sh- they should have focused on that. I, I. The more I hear about this, the more I read about this, and the more uh, this is in the news, I feel like this is really super specifically targeting this one thing, mm-hmm. which we talked about last week, I think is a good idea, but they're going about it the wrong way. Um, the same question applied to, uh, applied to Quebec respondents found, listen to this, respondents found 70% in favor of the veil ban in Quebec. calling for the veil to be discouraged but tolerated and only 8% saying it should be welcomed. So what... That's... And and that's where... See, now you didn't have the benefit of reading the article, right? Obviously, I'm springing on you. But that's where I feel that this is more targeted. That's what makes me feel it's more targeted. Yeah. Uh, And and that targeting is... like, Like I said before... I don't want these women, uh, like Sam Harris says, you know, women walking around in cloth bags. I don't want that either, but I want the women to tear it off and say, I'm not wearing this thing. Right. I don't want someone saying, you can't wear it. 
Exactly. And it's it, 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 exactly what I said last week. It's not going to make them take it off. It's just denying them these services. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which I think at the end is, is a real problem from the government side of things because the government is supposed to be able to provide service to all the citizens. Yeah. And that's, deni- the main, that's the point. And denying service based on wearing that. So what if someone, Jesus, fuck, what if somebody doesn't take off the niqab, doesn't get treatment, and dies? Yeah. Like, that, that's is, a, that's is, a huge Is problem. going into the ER uh, a public service? I would think. I, I mean, I guess the responsible thing to do as Canadians would be read the bill, right? Yeah. Um, I, didn't, I didn't do that. Maybe we should do that. Maybe we should do that. Next time on the CA, we read B. We read. I can't fucking speak. <laughs> we read Bill C sixty two. No, like we do not. That would be the most boring <laughs> show ever. Oh my god, read it on your own time. Now, what's interesting here it says support for welcoming the niqab was highest forty two percent among respondents eighteen to thirty four. While 62% of past conservative voters favored yeah, the ban. Yeah, of course. Because they have no idea what they're talking about. They just yeah. jump at the first thing. You know, and I was looking at the difference between the hijab and the, and, and the, and the niqab and, 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 and the burqa and stuff. Yeah. So, so the burqa is, that, is the full covering where they, they even have that like... Thing over the, the face. Over the have, eyes. Like, yeah, it's like, 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 a, like a mesh over like the eyes. Like a mesh, a webbing almost. Yeah. yeah. And so the niqab is, is what I thought a burqa was where you can see the eyes. Yeah. And then the hijab is just the head covering. Yeah, yeah. So now, now the the whole it's funny. I've watched uh, I've I've watched some videos because I wanted to see because I've seen women wearing the hijab uh, in different ways, right? I've seen women wearing a hijab where you can still see their hair a little bit, where it's kind of like it's not tight. Um, and I've also seen women wearing hijabs th- and then like so wearing a hijab and then like a sweater and then you know like. Uh, leggings or something like that. Yeah, like it's just, and it's, apparently that is is something that's frowned upon. Really, with fundamentalist families, because the hijab is supposed to be the covering of the head, and then all of the clothing is supposed to be loose. Yes. So basically, so lo- you can't. So you can't see the female the fact form. That they're, that they're females. Now, right? yeah, but right away, okay, you're wearing a hijab. You're yeah. a female. Men don't wear the fucking things. So it's like the, the fact that you think you're hiding anything, and and I just keep going back to this thing. The fact that any society in the world thinks I need to cover up these women so that men aren't tempted yeah. is ridiculous. How about men don't rape or assault or do bad things to women? How about that? Let's start there. <laughs> yeah, like I, it's the, the idea that the women need to be protected from the men, it, it reminds well, not me not even because they probably do, but I'm saying like the the fact is that if they wear this, then men won't want to rape them. Let's see what the rape rate is in a country like that, which I don't even think you can get actual factual numbers for. Yeah, but I'm sure it's way above anywhere else in the world where women are allowed to wear whatever they want, okay. or like a country like uh, like like Sweden or 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 or. Um, Norway, where they have very little religion, right? Um, and the women can, you know, basically walk around in bikinis all day. Sure, I'm sure the rate rate is much higher in these countries where I would the think that I would think the rate I would think that the rape rate would be higher. But I think that way for because of the repression, yeah, of the way sex is repressed. 
and the fact that there's no there's no uh, there's no consequence. Yeah. If and you rape a woman, it's her fault. Yeah. In the same way that uh, do you know do you know which state in the United States consumes <laughs> uh, consumes more pornography than any other? The most religious. Utah. 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 Yeah. Home of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Exactly. Mormons, like, I can't say Mormons, but the state of Utah, which is very, very Mormon, consumes more pornography than any other state, which I find hysterical. Because it's... Because it's repression. Exactly. Because it's like, don't do this. If you tell somebody not to do it, they're going to want to do it. Okay, with, with, with your two guys, right? Yep. With, with the oldest, right, who's, who's more able to, re- you know, can have conversations with... You, you know it. It's like, you can't have this. I want it more. <laughs> right? You can't well, do this. I want to do it more. Luckily, we haven't I gotten to the point where we're, where we're like, there's a big red button on the wall. We tell them, don't push it. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, like, the only thing we deny them is like chocolate before dinner or something like that, right? Sure. Like, we're yeah. bed. Uh, it, so that, and he knows exactly why. Yeah. But I mean, if there's something like a big red button on the wall and we tell you, don't push it. And then walk away. Exactly. You're going to want to push I'm gonna it. I'm going to push that. Why can't I push this? Exactly. I'm going to push it. What's the problem? The same thing is with the porn. Yeah. Oh, am I supposed to watch this? But it's right there. No, I can't watch it. Why not? Oh, look at that. Feels yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. I, we, okay. I got some You're feel- in your closet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got some. I got Rock some. On, brother. <laughs> Woo! Okay, I got some feel good news. Now, not feel yourself. Wait, not feel yourself. Good news. Are you gonna trick me again? No, this is totally a feel good story. <laughs> it's totally. It's not a feel good story. <laughs> it's totally not a feel good story. I have to prepare myself. Yeah. For so your lies. So this is uh, this is from uh, Global News. A new forum research poll shows that con- the Progressive Conservative Party is strengthening their lead over both the NDP and the Liberals in Ontario. And that what? if an election was held tomorrow, we would have Patrick Brown as the new Premier of Ontario. Let's please not have an election tomorrow. Yep. The, uh, the, the predictions, listen to this, the predictions see the Liberals after an election only holding 12 seats. How many seats do they have now? They have this cuz they got a majority it's government. A, it's a majority government now. Why would they why why drop down to 12? Because Kathleen Wynne. But yeah, she's a fucker but I Yeah. Mean. And and that's a problem. Okay, so okay, so I am extremely liberal leaning, right? I'm very left. Um, and I know you, you know, I know you are too. Like I like I have Although it's opposite in Canada. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. exactly. So um I have, I, I mean, I almost have some, some socialist views in some ways. Um, when, when Bernie Sanders called himself a democratic socialist, I'm like, hmm. And when I went to look up what that kind of means, I'm like, yeah, I think I agree with that. Yeah. I think I agree with most of that stance. Um, but Kathleen Wynne, and it's funny, so um, Sunday, so yeah, okay, confession time, people. <laughs> the reason why we couldn't record on Sunday is I was with a group of friends, friends playing Dungeons and Dragons. And, so was I. And Dean was doing the same thing. <laughs> so Different group of friends. We are fucking total geeks. I embrace the geekdom. I have a, I have a brand new, not brand new, but last month I got a D20 tattoo on my left calf. Yeah, that's more geek than I'm willing to go. I, I embrace the geek. <laughs> I embrace the geek, brother. So anyway, I was I talking... I want another tattoo, but not a, not a D20. I was talking God. with one of my friends who is ultra-conservative, card-carrying member of the Conservative Party of Canada. How do you have 
conservative friends. I've, I have known, I, I'm not going to say his name, but I have known him for uh, more than 30 years. And he's a very good friend. He's He is one of the kindest, this is, and it's such a, it's do such a. Do you spend a, a lot of time with him? Yes, okay. I do. And he is an incredibly kind man. He truly, truly is. But he's also ultra conservative. And he's like, he's like, oh, you know, uh, tell me, you know, tell me, you know, Kathleen Wynn hasn't done a horrible job. I'm like, Kathleen Wynn's done a, a horrendous job. She's done terrible work. I'm like, Kathleen Wynn is a dumpster fire. And I'm like, Patrick Brown is the garbage in the dumpster that's on fire. <laughs> that's the way I explained it. Everybody else, everybody else in the room, there, there were a bunch of other, a bunch of us around. They all started laughing when I said that. I'm like, yeah. Kathleen Wynn may be the dumpster. <laughs> Patrick Brown is the garbage in the dumpster. He's, he's horrific. Um, and, uh, and, and I almost said his name. Uh, he, you know, he was like, he was like, well, you know, what's, what's he done that's so bad? And so I cited the fact that he has voted against, you know, uh, e- uh, equality in marriage. He has voted against, um, uh, he, he has, he has voted against, uh, the, the, uh, the abortion bylaws that have just been passed, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. And so he's, he is anti all of those things. He is a fundamentalist Christian. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Uh, like I've said it to this group of friends that I that, that we played D and D with. I said, if you think that you can isolate your core beliefs and core values from your day to day governance, you are being ignorant. Yeah. Because it's going to influence your decisions, and it's going to impact everything that he does. Exactly. As a prime minister. Exactly. And so, duh, no, no, premier, not prime minister. Pre- pre- premier, fuck, but still, fuck, it's going to change. The way we live our lives. Yeah, it will. And so I, I'm, I am fearful. Now, the problem is I don't know. I don't know at this point if there's anything we can do about it. I think Kathleen Wynne has sealed. I think Kathleen Wynne and... and she's, she's done some damage. She's done, she's done the damage. And she is the face of the Liberal Party in Ontario, obviously as Premier. And I think a lot of good Liberals that have done good things are going to pay the price for the things that she's done. And that's a real shame. Um, so Patrick Brown, it says, so in, within the article, it says Patrick Brown is, is, is largely an unknown uh, quantity uh, for many in the province. He isn't particularly um, popular. He has, he has an over 30% disapproval rate. Um, and there's also some scuffling within the, uh, the PC ranks over his leadership. So nobody's thrilled with him. Um, but this, this research poll, and, and the other thing I should say is that the research poll was on a fairly large, a fairly small sample. So maybe that's good news, but it is accurate within uh, 3%, 19 times out of 20. Um, I should also, for our American listeners, um, clarify that we don't just have the liberals and the conservatives. Uh, we also have the NDP um, party the in Canada. New Democratic Party. Yeah, the New Democratic Party, which is um, more, you say, m- like socialist. Yeah. Es- essentially, yeah. socialist. It's more government helping people out. Yeah, socialist. So. Um, but, I mean, the, 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 our, our conservative party is the, the Republican. Is there Republican, right. Is there, is there liber- Republican? Our, our liberal party is the Democrats. Is the Democrats, yeah. Now, now the problem with the NDP, I've, I've, now, I've never voted NDP. I've come close. Um, I remember a couple of years ago, my father-in-law, who talked about a lot, he's the, uh, Catholic, my Catholic father-in-law, he's been a, he's been a hard, hardcore supporter of the NDP for a long time. When we had a by-election here, uh, Trish McAuliffe, 
was running for the NDP. Yeah. And he, he invited, he's like, he's like, come on down, you know, the blah, blah, blah. And when we went there, Tom Mulcair was there. Oh, yeah. And I got to meet him. Yeah. And Tom Mulcair, for anyone who doesn't know, he was the, he was the leader of the NDP party. And he was a very genuine guy. He spoke very well. He was personable, but he imploded. And, and as you know, and as such, he was kind of booted from the, the leadership yeah. and the NDPs are rudderless. Like, like yeah, really, right now, Andrea Horvath, I'm sorry, Andrea Horvath. No, she's, she's, I have nothing against Andrea, Andrea Horvath as a person. I I've never met her and I don't necessarily have a huge problem with her politics either, but she hasn't established herself as a leader. Yeah. And that's the only problem I have. If she establishes herself as a leader, fucking A, I got no problem. Um, I don't care. I don't, I don't care anything else about her if she can establish herself as a leader. And if she establishes herself as a good enough leader, yeah. I might actually vote NDP. But I can never, and I, I, I have never, I cannot reconcile, and I can never see myself voting conservative in any way, shape, or form. No. Even if, uh, like, even when the ballots come out, you know, it's going to be Patrick Brown, Kathleen Wynne, and Andrea Horvath, right? Obviously. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to vote for Kathleen Wynne, right? Yeah. Because Patrick Brown is the garbage, and Andrea Horvath is not an established leader. And I, ca- I have to do everything that I possibly can to do my part yeah. in trying to derail a conservative government. In it's Ontario. the same thing that, that, uh, that the Americans just face. It's the lesser of two evils. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean... Hillary was not perfect by any stretch. He was, she was not perfect by any stretch, but she's yeah. miles ahead of Donald Trump. <laughs> I mean, they're not even in the same league. Tangerine, tangerine nightmare. Oh, just ridiculous. I mean, no matter what you think about about Hillary, and I mean, they investigated her to hell and back. There was nothing in those emails. She made a stupid mistake. Yeah, she wanted to keep her email yeah. separate from her work emails, yeah, but that was up. and it was stupid. She fucked up. It, yeah. it was it was dumb and stupid. No matter how, how what you think about about her being dumb and stupid, she's not Donald Trump who contradicts himself and lies to your face. Yeah. He, I mean, I mean, he, yeah, was ridiculous. Um, she, even though she, she made a, a lot of mistakes and who knows what would have happened if Bernie would have gotten the nomination. We, we could play the could have sugar game all day long with that. Um, but even if it was only, even if it was her, right? Um, she was infinitely more qualified yeah. to do that job. Well, Sam Harris, I've been listening to his podcast and he says, you can throw a rock and hit somebody that would be more qualified than yeah, Donald Trump. Exactly. As long as you pick somebody who isn't mentally ill, yes, as he is, you've got yep. somebody who's more qualified. Somebody who would at least realize that hey, I can't do this job, I'll get help. Yeah, maybe I should get somebody else to do so this. He can't even come to that realization. Yeah, what was that they they said that they had some some kind of psychiatrist do? They said like narcissistic. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's a child. Nar- narcissistic personality. He's a narcissistic like child. Yeah. He's never grown up. He's never been made to grow up. Yeah. I mean, even they were talking about him. Is he's never, he's never got got his comeuppance. He's done whatever he wanted his yeah. whole life, and he's never felt the wrath for it. Mm-hmm. So why would he not do whatever he likes? Yeah. No, it's funny. You you said this. You said this a few weeks back. You're like, oh, you know, it's like I've never done, I've never done politics before, and the first time I touch it, I'm the best at it. Yeah. You know, and it's so he. It's this self fulfilling thing. It's like everything I do, I'm the, I'm the best. Um, and so because you're the president doesn't mean the best of politics. I mean, he was even talking to somebody. He said, well, you know, look, we're all, we're all learning politics here. No, no, No. you're the only one that is learning politics. Everybody else has got a pretty good grip on this brother. (laughs) Like (laughs) who knew healthcare was so complicated? Everybody (laughs) knew. Literally. Except you. Literally everyone knew. (laughs) 
Literally everyone knew. So, okay, now I actually have a feel-good story. Yeah, I'll, I'll believe it when I hear it. Well, you're going you're gonna to believe it, and you're going to feel really bad. You're gonna <laughs> feel... I'm going to feel bad because you've got a feel-good story? No, you're going to feel bad for doubting me all the time. <laughs> I can't even say it with a straight face. Who's I can't even say it with a... I can't... Meh. I can't even say it with a straight face. But from the Canadian press... Ontario makes it illegal to protest outside and near abortion clinics. Yay! Yay it Canada. is a feel-good story. That is freaking awesome. It is a good news story. Um, and I, I posted this on Facebook, and I, I just like I, I put it up on the wall. I'm like, meanwhile in Canada, um, because we don't do everything we don't do everything right by far. But this is something we've got. But that's a win. Huge. We've got something infinitely right here. Um, this law uh, will take effect as early as the new year. And see, now this is okay. If there's, if I have to be bitch about something, I would say that I wish it was further. Because right now the law says you can't be within 150 meters of any, uh, 150 meters, that's 300 feet. 300-ish feet uh, for all my American fans. Or, pardon me, our American fans. No, 300, that it's, it would be 450 because it's three times. All right, okay, about 450 feet. 500 feet, let's say. Um, from any abortion uh, clinic or related services building. And that also includes the homes of the people who provide the services. Good. Because there have been lots of uh, threats that have been lobbied, right? You know, uh, like in the U.S., doctors have been shot. Yeah. Right? <laughs> By pro-lifers. <laughs> so ridiculous. Here, I'm gonna, okay, so I'm going to do something horrible here. He's like, you done killed babies. I'm going to shoot you. Uh, which is horrible. Like, that's because, uh, like, not all Americans are like that, obviously. But, um, but so sometimes, I you know, I don't understand how they call themselves pro-life by killing people, but they're not, they're not, we've talked about this before. They're pro-fetus. Yeah. Who is it that said that? I think it was Sam Harris who said it in a letter to a Christian nation. You are not pro-life. You are pro-fetus and, and, uh, Republicans, typically Republicans, conservatives, uh, in Canada and conservatives, like it's in the U S um, they don't, don't kill that baby. Yeah. When the baby comes out. Uh, don't expect it. exactly. No, 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 uh, no. That was your problem. This is your responsibility. You want what? You want services for the baby? Well, what? Why should I have to pay for your baby? Yeah. Well, you wouldn't let me get rid of it when I didn't want it. Yeah. And and it's so it's so ridiculous. The whole idea we've talked about. I don't want to beat this dead horse. <laughs> this this horse <laughs> dead too much. But you know, it's like the the whole process of having an abortion. I cannot possibly and could never uh, empathize. I can only sympathize. Uh, for uh, any woman that's having to go through this as a horribly traumatic experience um, and, and a decision that that I wouldn't want to have to make. Exactly. I don't it's want that not, responsibility. It's not something that women are just going to the abortion and say, hey, it's time to get an abortion. Exactly. It's the most, one of the most horrible times in your life when you have to come to that realization yeah. that you're going to terminate a pregnancy. That's not something they take lightly. Yeah. People aren't using it as birth control. Yeah. They need to get that out of their heads. Now, I, th- now there might be some women who use it as birth control, um, and if they and if if there, are, I, I don't know that. That's total speculation. If there are women that do that, shame on you, uh, because because one, that's a drain on our healthcare system, and two, I think that that's morally irresponsible. I don't, I don't see how. Well, well okay. If well, it is, if if that even is a thing, I don't see how it could be. I mean, it's not. There's easier methods of birth control. Well, okay. So, uh, time to share. Uh, maybe a little too much information. One, I had a sister yeah. who had four abortions in three years. 
Okay. Was she on another type of birth control? Nope. Nope. This is one of my sisters who passed away. Um, but, uh, but yeah, she, and, and so, yeah, yeah okay. Not, uh, not that it, my anecdotal account is, uh, is evidence for anything else, but this is a little bit of personal experience on, on my side. Yeah. Um, she did use it as, as a form of birth control. Um, and so, yeah, it, it does, it does happen. And I railed against her at the time and I was only, I was only a teenager yeah. when I found out about it, uh, the first two times actually. Um, so it, it's, it, it, it's a horrible thing. It, it does happen. I think it's way in the minority. Yeah. But, but I mean, she probably even didn't like the fact that she had to do that. I don't know. We didn't, we never had any deep philosophical conversations about it. Um, but, it, but it does happen. But anyway, that's derailing the conversation because that's not what happens on a regular basis. So, um, I think this is a really good thing. This is a really good thing. I, uh, I remember I was driving my mother-in-law to a medical appointment in uh, downtown Toronto and we got off the, we got off the, the Don Valley Parkway and we headed across, uh, Jarvis street and you know, Jarvis in parliament. Yeah. There, there's a clinic there. And there was a guy there standing and holding up a sign, right? Not representative. Like, it was a sign of a baby that was bathed in blood. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, obviously a doctored thing, right? This was, this was not, obviously, an aborted fetus. It was a baby drenched in blood and, like, I think it was, like, hacked up into pieces and stuff like that, saying, you know, murder is a sin, this, that, and the other thing. And there were people, there was a group of supporters standing about 15 feet from this guy you know, saying, you know, like, uh, you know, you know, we're pro-choice and, and this was a group of, so the, the one guy in protest against it was, was a man and he was, if I had to guess, I'd say he was in his fifties yeah. ish. And these, these three, I think it was three or four women who were in favor of choice were all young. Yeah. And I don't think one of them was even 25. And so we were stopped at a red light. And I, I, first I caught it on my peripheral and like, and it got under my skin right away. I, you know, um, I put the, uh, I, I rolled my window down and, oh no, this is what it said. It didn't say abortion is murder. It said life is precious. Mm. And what I said was, I said, I said, you know what else is precious? Bodily autonomy. Yeah. And the three women were like, Wee-hoo! and they started <laughs> cheering and screaming, and giving me thumbs up. I'm like, it's not what I was looking for, but this, this guy really pissed me off yeah. uh, with his sign. And so, yeah, I mean, it's like people are saying, oh, life is impression. No one, no one who is having an abortion or supporting um, someone's choice to do that is saying life isn't precious. Yeah. No one would say something like that. Right. So, sorry, what were you going to say? I was just saying, the thing about this is that um, I'm glad that this is in place, but we were even driving home from my parents' one, uh, my parents' place one day, and they had, there was a bunch of uh, abortion um, protesters just along the street. Where? In Whippy. Really? Yeah. Oh, in I Brooklyn, remember. actually. So we were driving home. Luckily, my son was asleep in the back seat, so he didn't see anything and ask uncomfortable this is just questions. On Bald- this is just on Baldwin Street? Yeah. Wow. So, okay. and they're just like lined up along the street. And I, like, you know, if I was, if I was by myself, I would have said something but luckily my son was in the backseat because i don't even want him to see those stupid pictures yeah um and it's just it's just uh, they're just you can't i i can't even talk about it because it's it's the most ridiculous thing it's exactly what you say they they 
will do whatever it takes to make sure that you can't abort. But then as soon as it's out, it's completely not your not their problem anymore. Yeah. I don't know if 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 conservatives in Canada are so against caring for the children. Um, so I can't say that with certainty. But what I, kind of life do you think these kids are going to have? They're born into a family that doesn't want them. And and there's no the the hard part is there's no getting around that. And it may say it may sound horrible to say a family that doesn't want them. But the but the sad reality is if a if a mother if a potential mother is contemplating terminating a pregnancy, it's because she does not want that child. Now that that says nothing as to the reasons why she doesn't want the child, which is a separate matter. Yeah. But this child this pregnancy is not wanted and i always fall and i i've said it before and i'll say it again i always fall on the side of bodily autonomy yeah that will always win out for me it has to well yeah i mean well it has to but and i wish it did i wish it did for more people um how can you possibly tell somebody what to do with their own body like like, what, yeah. like, what, like where do they get off it's like it's my body exactly i have yeah. this parasite in my body that i don't want in my body yeah yeah. How can you tell me, no, you have to let it come to term, and you have to birth it? What difference does it make to you, what I do? Yeah. Leave me alone. Yeah. And, and, and again, that's not saying, uh, I agree life is precious. I agree of life is precious. Of course life is precious. Uh, that's why you don't kill doctors. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's why you don't kill the doctors Jesus. performing the services. Come anyway. on. Yeah. So, anyway, um, that's a good thing. Canada, we did a good yay. Um... And I'd, I'd it like should be to, it should be more than 150 meters. It should be. I think it should be. Yeah, it should a be lot banned more than, across the board. Um, yeah. But then I mean, again, you get into you get into free speech issues when you when you do that. Yeah, yeah. And and I do I do I do value the ability to have free speech. Um, that's a whole other topic. There's been a lot of stuff going on on Facebook about free speech, free speech. Free you free should speech. be able to say whatever the hell you want. <sighs> See, it's hard. I I'm not a, I'm not. I'm not sure that I agree 100% with that because I like the fact that Canadian law does res- does restrict hate speech. Um, now, yeah, well, it, uh, well, no, it's, it's, no, it's it, hard because I can say it. I could let out a stream of incredibly hateful, racist, misogynistic, homophobic slurs right now. Yeah. And no one could stop me from saying it. But there will there could be consequences for me saying it, and I'm you not talking about social consequences. There could actually be like you know like there could actually be consequences because hate speech is no. Not there, I don't think you. I don't think there could be consequences just for you ranting out if you if it was directed at a particular person. Yeah. Then there could be consequences. Right. Like okay. If you yeah. Said no, I think yeah. This you're person's right. I think I name is and then just went off and said right. that you were going to hurt him and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Then there would there could be possible consequences. You could yeah. get a knock at your door. Yeah, I don't think that... Yeah, so I mean... But if you're just an idiot and you say a bunch of stupid shit, nobody cares. Yeah, well, I think I think people should. I think they're... No, people I think will people care, and you'll, care and you'll feel the wrath on social media. Um, and Do you think your, the social consequences are enough? No. Because I, it's not going cha- it's not, it's not to change the way they think. Yeah, it's a lot of people say, oh, you know, you know, let the... You know, it's like with businesses, right? You know, let the market decide. Let the market decide. Let the, let the public decide. I'm, I, sometimes people are stupid. Um, you know, present company included, like me as well. Like sometimes people are, do stupid shit. And so sometimes I think, you know, we, we empower governments and I think sometimes it's a good thing that we empower governments. Um, well, sometimes it's necessary. Yeah. But, I mean, it's mostly just an ignorance thing. It's, uh, I, I, I think, think almost, uh, almost wholly, yeah. A large, 
majority of people, like 99%, are intelligent individuals, but they're ignorant about certain things. There are a few stupid people, like Pat Robertson. But, <laughs> and but, Jim Baker. And Jim Baker. I proved you these twice are, in the wrong episode. Yeah, these, these are stupid people, but the mm-hmm. rest of people are intelligent. They can assimilate information in an intelligent way, but they have been denied certain information. Listen, just because I didn't know what LIGO stood for. <laughs> LIGO. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> stood for. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Watch it. You're brown, man. I will fucking. I will make shit happen to you. Here we go. Hate speech. <laughs> That's right. Oh man. Save me, my brown brothers. Yeah. Um. Well, okay. That was like that was like uh, just talking about the brown thing. Um. My wife's sister, who is also adopted, is, um. She's black, but she's yeah. she's she's light skinned She's awesome. So, um. When I went over to their house for the first time, she was very young. She was. I don't know, like five or something. And she remarked that I was the same color as her. And now she grew up in Oshawa, which is a majority white town. Yeah. Um, Especially then. like yeah. yeah. And so she was remarking on the fact that I was the color as her. And I so wanted to, I didn't, but I so wanted to just like bend down to her and say, there are millions of us. <laughs> right? <laughs> We're everywhere. They need to, she needs, she needed to know that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but she's been, you know, she's gone. She's done what she needs to do. She's she's an activist for um, all the right causes, mm-hmm. and she's and she's been she's been rewarded for it. By maybe the we should have too. her on the podcast. We should. Yeah, we won't say her name though. Not until she agrees. No, that's right. Not until she agrees, or once she's come on the episode, then she's free game. <laughs> and she's free game. I have another good news story. Prove it. <laughs> you need I'm the, still uh, skeptical. I need the evidence. Um. So the uh, the Satanic Temple has put up a uh, a new sign in Texas. Okay. So the Satanist billboard reads, "Our religion doesn't believe in hitting children." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Yep. And uh, and they have a whole website set up. It's called protect protectchildrenproject.com. And this was set up by the Satanic Temple. Um, it's the same one that did the whole abortion thing, the whole Baphomet thing, the whole, all that stuff. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, and I think it's good it, because it's interesting because the same, uh, you know, a country that screams religious freedom, religious freedom is whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Christian religious freedom. Exactly. They're not interested in religious freedom. They're not at all interested in religious freedom. As um, long as it's the same as theirs. Exactly. Uh, I would be, I'm almost tempted to donate to the satanic temple. Um, <laughs> well, I think just, are just they to, actually yeah. Satan worship. I don't or believe. Or they're just no. trying to, they're, they're, tra- no. they're showing Christians how stupid their beliefs are because there's another religion that's exactly the opposite of yours that if you look at it is better. Have you ever seen, have you ever seen an interview with Lucian Greaves? No. He's, he's, he's a, a tad. Okay. The interview that I saw, he was a tad quirky. I don't know whether that was intentional or not, mm-hmm. but I don't think he believes one bit of it. Yeah. I think he's kind of being a prick on purpose to say, basically, just to kind of turn the screws, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, look, you, you, you motherfuckers. Like, <laughs> it's like, 
just go away and I'll go away too. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, we talked about this before, right? The whole story with the, you know, it's like you had to, the whole satanic thing saying, you know, I had to wait three days. Yeah. Yeah. And it the goes abortion, against their religion. And it goes against their religion. I think they're doing it just to be pains in the ass yeah. of all the conservative. Well, Christians. because if you come at the, if you come at it in a legal way yeah, and they're saying we're doing this based on, you know, our, our we're, the whole thing about you have to wait three, three days, days or whatever it yeah. is, and you have to get a you have to get a pamphlet about how abortion is murder mm-hmm. and all this kind of stupid stuff. So they're gonna say like, no, I don't have to go through that because of my religious beliefs. And you're backing all these other crazies up because of their religious beliefs. So yep. now you gotta back me up. It's precedent. It's brilliant. And 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 that's why it's my belief. No, who knows? Uh, maybe he's totally a Satanist. I don't know. Um, I'm reminded of, um, you know, the comedian Jim Jeffries, mm-hmm. really funny guy. Jim Jeffries is like, Hilarious. he's always talking about, uh, w- one of the, one of the bits he did on religion was, he's like, you know, you read the, you know, you read the Bible. It's like, that's God's book. And he's like, as far as I know, the devil hasn't put out a book. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> we haven't gotten his side of the story. <laughs> um, but you know, it's like if you, there was a, there's one good book out there, uh, just Google drunk with blood. Um, and you'll see a cross on the cover and it's, it's like, it's, it's literally, it's got blood dripping off of it and it talks about all of the murders in the Bible. Mm. And if memory serves, Satan, according to the Bible is responsible for two or three deaths in the Bible. Um, according to drunk with blood, God is responsible for around two and a half million. Two and a half million. Two and a half million deaths. There you go. So what he does is he goes, uh, like the author goes through each thing and says, you know, now we have to kind of extrapolate based on populations of the world, this, this that, and the other thing. Like, you know, he he puts like the flood at something like uh, 25,000. Yeah. Or 50,000 people or something like that. And those are, of course, rough estimates. It could have been more, could have been less. We, we don't know. And besides, the flood never happened. But whatever, um, whatever it is, it's... A hell of a lot more than the devil. Exactly. Exactly. So, but anyway, to get back to it, I have no idea what Lucian Greaves and other members of the, of the Satanic Temple believe, but I think they're just being jerk faces yeah. for the sake of it, and I love it. Yeah. Um, well, it, Memnock the Devil is another good book. Um, it's an Anne Rice book. Um, oh, yeah. Part of the Vampire Chronicles, but yep. it's, 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 if I was to believe, that's the kind of tact I would take on it because she's saying the devil isn't evil. He's just opposed to God. Every time God did something, he questioned him and said, are you sure this is what you're trying to do? And then God got sick of it and he cast him down to live as a human on earth. And then he died. And when he died, he came back as an angel and he flew up to God. And he said, you know, this is, I, and then God said, I'm going to do you one better. I'm going to live as a human. So he was born, lived as a human, died on the cross. Yeah. And then he said, there. So now you, you can't complain about everything because I've done it too, right? Yeah. And he goes, no. Because when you died on the cross, you knew you were divine. Exactly. You didn't die the death of a human. When you cast me out and I died, I didn't know I was going to come back. I died as a human dies. They don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. When you died on the cross, you knew what was going to happen. You knew you were divine. You didn't die as a human dies. And that's... A great line, and the and and the way I think, if anybody was to believe, if I was to believe, that's the tact I would take on. Yeah, and it's funny, um, Sam Kinison, remember, you know, uh, the comedian of uh, what, long time ago, anyway, mm-hmm. he died. But uh, Sam Kinison said, he's like, you know, Jesus, uh, Jesus had a bad weekend. 
exactly. you know, for our sins. You know, as only uh, as only Sam could uh, as only Sam could put it. But uh, okay, so uh, yay, Satanic Temple, keep it up. And hey, Christians, if there are any of you listening, um, just you keep quiet, and I bet you Lucian Greaves will too. Yeah, I'll go away. That that's my that's my guess. Thing is that they just stop trying to impose their will through changing the law. Yeah, but see, the hard part is is that is that I am I am convinced that the Christians and even the even the 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 people of the Islamic faith, any other faith tradition that are trying to do these types of things, I believe that they are convinced they're doing the right thing. So part of me is like, well, you know, you have the courage of your convictions. I still think it's wrong and it's dumb and it's, it's, it's stupid bullshit. But I I almost applaud them for having the courage of their convictions yeah. until they try to push it on me, right? I don't even, like, I think you're right. A lot a lot of people are like that, but people like Jim Baker, those... They, oh, he's just a profiteer. Not, yeah, they're not, they don't believe that at all. No, he's a profiteer. He's just trying to make money. Yeah, he's a profiteer. Buy my buckets, send me money, and, uh, yeah. He knows exactly... Like, he probably walks off the set and laughs at these idiots mm-hmm. sending me money. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, Dean, mm-hmm. this is not a necessarily a good news story. Well, but there's a celebration going on. Do you know what 2017 is? 20, huh? Do you know what 2017 is? It's the current year. It's Well, no, but it's, but it's an anniversary. <laughs> of the death of Jesus? No. <laughs> no, not quite. Maybe in dog years. Um, but... Uh, 2017 marks the 500th anniversary of the Protestant Reformation. Which, which is what? What? Come on. You call yourself an atheist? <laughs> um, this is when Martin Luther basically separated from the, the Catholic faith, the Protestant oh, okay. Reformation, right? Okay. And you know, created the, the Protestant uh, religion. Right. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. I hit my head earlier today. <laughs> it still hurts. You did tell me the story of hitting your head. So yes, so 2017 marks the, the 500th anniversary, and um, Lutherans, particularly all over the world, are coming together to talk about... <laughs> it's funny. They're not talking about the past 500 years so much as they're talking about what you know, is to come in the next 500 years, mm. including, you know, hopefully the end of things and, and all that other... Let me guess, more of the same. Yeah, exactly. Um, Still reading from the same book. Yeah. And uh, so I thought that I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, my dad was Lutheran. Really? Yeah. I, I don't think he ever practiced. I asked him once, and he said Lutheran, I just, and I just remember him saying it. Yeah. Uh, which is weird because his, like, he was from Scotland. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was born... He, uh, he was born in in uh, in Canada. If it's no Scottish crap, <laughs> Scottish crap. Yeah, he never spoke with an accent or anything like that. But um, but yeah, so I was. And, uh, anyway, he he never, he I never saw him step foot in a church. I yeah. never saw him crack a certainly never crack a Bible. Never say a prayer of any kind. He called himself Lutheran, but he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't but I don't know to what extent. Right, yeah, I remember once we. I remember. Um, there was a discussion once. My niece's... Uh, so I guess it would have been my brother-in-law. Uh, my dad was really sick. And... He, uh, they were over. Mm-hmm. So my sister, 
her husband, so my brother-in-law, and uh, their and their two kids were over, and they were talking about a bunch of other stuff, and my brother-in-law took it upon himself at that point to ask my father whether or not he'd made peace with his Lord and Savior. And <laughs> and I was only a kid at the time, but I was old enough to be like, the fuck? Um, and I remember my dad just changing the subject. Yeah. I remember my dad just changing the subject very quickly. Um, but yeah. And anyway, now that man, my now ex brother-in-law is uh is shacked up or dating some kind of like um wiccan psychic oh yeah some bullshit <laughs> read your palm here's some stones isn't this the, is this the same woman that you kept on telling her to prove it no this that was my other sister oh, okay. that was my other Sorry. sister who is who is who is wiccan or whatever that means she thinks she's a witch um <laughs> but uh, Put a spell on me, please. Exactly. Do, do something. <laughs> do anything. Ooga booga. Come on. <laughs> anyway, yeah. But uh, but anyway, I, I don't believe that uh, that he was... I don't think he was um, a man of faith of any kind. He never displayed yeah. anything remotely. Like, looking back on it, I never saw him display anything that, that resembled any kind of faith. Well, my, my parents mom was, would call themselves religious or, or, or um, whatever religion they are, Christian, I guess. Some some type of Christian, but uh, yeah, they don't they don't practice. And in discussions with them, I think they're more along the lines of, of, uh, I think they think atheistically, but they are so hopeful to meet my sister, their daughter, oh, okay. in the afterlife. Sure, and I can understand that. Yeah, from losing like losing a child type of type of perspective, but I mean, you know. Yeah, my mom really clung to that. When when my sister, um, when my sister died, my sister Ruth, uh, she died in um, in May of two thousand one. Mm-hmm. And it was yeah, it was it was it was very strange. And I remember, I remember my my mom. She was she clung to that. Like mm-hmm. as a Catholic woman, she clung to that. Um, and I remember her saying, said many times, you know, it shouldn't be this way. I remember her saying by the bedside, you know, God, let me take her place. Yeah. Right. You know, many times. And, uh, you know, I was firmly atheist at that point and I, but I didn't have, you know, it wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't the time or place. Yeah. The same. You well, know, I mean, mom, wake you're the fuck not, up. you're not supposed to outlive your children. That's just not the way it goes. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm firmly of the of the belief that there is nothing after death. You just die and your yeah. biological functions cease. And mm-hmm. so do you. Um, so, but I'm saying like, like the only afterlife there is, is the memories of the people that are still living. Like I have memories of her. That's her afterlife. Yeah. Yep. And I can see her whenever I want by thinking about it. Yep. Exactly. I don't have to die to go see her. Yeah. I can see her whenever I want. Yeah, no, I can remember true. the good times. I can remember her laugh. I can remember by looking at her. I don't need to wait till I'm dead to do that. Exactly. So, well, l- listen. Let's let's turn that frown upside down <laughs> and uh, and talk. Oh, Jesus! Fucking hour and four minutes already. Oh, we've only got two stories left. Oh, Jesus! Okay. So, hurry it up. Yeah. So, um, Pastor Greg Laurie. 
wants to talk about how the Holy Spirit works in your life. Uh, okay? Okay. And this is from Christian Week Christian Magazine. Christian <laughs> Week Magazine. Yep. California Mega Church Pastor. CWM. <laughs> California Mega Church Pastor Greg Laurie taught his congregation about the role of the Holy Spirit in a believer's life. Uh, he goes on waxing about all kinds of bullshit here, talking about the Holy Spirit in you, yada, yada, yada. And he brings up all kinds of Bible verses. But the reason I wanted to focus on this is because of something that's interesting towards the end. Um, so basically he says that the Holy Spirit is in you. Okay. Okay. You have to have faith in order for it to work. Oh, so it's in me, but it's not working right, right now, the, now. The Bible does say it's that without faith, it's impossible to please God. The Bible does say that. Uh, Pastor uh, Laurie goes on to quote several verses like uh, John, four, uh, John 14, Romans 8, um, which says the Spirit uh, bears witness. Uh, sorry, the Spirit himself, and Spirit with a capital S, um, himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. So the Holy what Spirit, the no, listen, 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 you'll get it. The Holy Spirit tells your spirit that you're a child of God, but you have to listen to it. Okay. Don't shit on Take the Holy your Spirit. Fingers out of your ears. Is that what they're saying? Yeah. Uh, the Holy Spirit also teaches us. Okay. Pastor Lori goes on. Okay. Okay. However, but if you're not, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> we can resist the Holy Spirit and we can even insult him. And it's important to note that him is, of course, capitalized. Of course. Laurie and said, it's added to him. Yep. Laurie said and warned that we can even blaspheme the Holy Spirit, which the Bible says is unforgivable. We've talked about this before, right? Hey, it's Holy the, Spirit. Fuck you. Yeah. It is the only, it is the only, according to the Bible, is the only unforgivable sin. Mark 3, 28 says. So now, no matter what I do in the rest of my life, no matter how good I am. You're fucked. I'm, I'm going to hell. Yeah. Even I wouldn't do anything as stupid as you just did. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I took a, they did this thing called um, uh, the Rational Response Squad. Um, just Google that. It's a cool thing. Um, they did a thing a bunch of years ago calling it the Blasphemy Challenge. Yeah. Basically, it was on YouTube, and you you would go on and record a video of your of you blaspheming the Holy Spirit, you know, committing the unforgivable sin. Yeah. Right? Basically, just to say this is bullshit. It's imaginary. Go fuck yourself. Uh, so Mark three twenty eight says, "Truly I say to you, all this, all sins shall be forgiven, the sons of men, and whatever blasphemes." They utter, but whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. So you can do it. So you have to. Okay, so let's go over what we've learned here today. (laughs) We've learned that the Holy Spirit speaks to you, but you have to listen to it. That the Holy Spirit tells your spirit you're a child of God, but you have to listen to it. And you can do anything except call God a dumb shit. Call the Holy Spirit a dumb shit. Yeah, call the Holy Spirit a dumb shit. But it's the same thing. Well, Holy Spirit and God is not the same thing. No, it depends. If you're a Trinitarian, it depends if you're a Trinitarian or not. Okay? Or, and what about Mormons? Mormons believe that Elohim is completely (laughs) different than the Holy Spirit. It's... It's the Godhead 
but it's completely different. Yeah, it's just... It, okay. But here's the interesting part. Here's the interesting part. How because do you believe in something when there's no no two people can fucking agree on what it is? Here we go. Laurie says that many Christians ask him about this. <laughs> but if you're concerned about having blasphemed the spirit, you have not blasphemed, the pastor said, and explained that someone who has blasphemed the Holy Spirit wouldn't care about it. It's a sin that only a non-believer can commit. Oh, and it there you means go. look at the loophole. And it means that a that a true Christian can never be guilty of this because it is a conscious denouncing and rejection of God. So, a real Christian can't do it anyway. And here's the catch. Here's the catch. Right? If you do it, you were never a real Christian. <laughs> Because a real Christian can't now, do it. Couldn't you couldn't you have a deathbed conversion and, and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and get out of this? I don't know. Lots of people said lots of people said that Christopher Hitchens had a deathbed conversion. No, they didn't. Lots of people said that. You Google that shit. Look really? it up. There are lots of people who said Hitchens had a deathbed conversion. No, he didn't. I don't believe he did either. Nobody, I think he's full nobody of shit. said that. Oh fucking look it up. They said it about Einstein. No, look it up, dude. It's on the internet, it has to be true. Hitchens? They said Hitchens had a deathbed conversion? Had a deathbed conversion. conversion. Why would they even float that idea? I don't know. We're gonna, we'll talk about it next week. It was the... Um, okay, so now for our last, story, our last news story, we turn to the Patheos blogs. The non... Uh, the, uh, I love those guys. Yeah, the Patheos blogs. This is in the non-religious section. And this article is by Ed Brayton. So, now listen. Um, the next time you go to Las Vegas, you can stay... Um, yes. You can stay. See, now I feel horrible because I don't even remember where it happened. What was the name of the hotel? <laughs> oh, the, the, yeah, the Mandalay Bay. Mandalay Bay. I'm sorry. I shouldn't forget that. A Catholic priest has performed an exorcism in the room. Oh, so you can stay in the room now. Yep, totally. It's totally cool now. Shouldn't they just cordon that thing off and like nope. make it a tourist attraction? A Catholic priest has performed an exorcism in the hotel room of the shooter in Las Vegas. What did he exercise? Well, obviously there's some shit going on there. Okay. He gave... So Ed Braden, Ed Braden wrote this very well, so I, just read, I should read it as it is written. Uh, and gave all the usual vague nonsense about how he felt the presence of evil, blah, blah, blah. But he splashed some holy, ra- holy water around and uttered some words, so it's all gone now. Um, I felt like I was being pushed back. Like, don't come in here, he said, on the inside. I'm going. Oh no, you have to go. Kylie, the priest, saw bullet holes sprayed across the hall uh, and plaster coverings and plaster covering all over the floor. He walked towards uh, Paddock's room, the, the shooter, um, and felt on edge. He began to say the Catholic prayer, St. Michael the Archangel, to defend us in battle, all that other bullshit. Uh, but anyway, the moral of the story is um, you can totally go there now and feel and feel completely safe. Specifically, request that room. Yeah, I want to. I want to stay in the exercised room. <laughs> um, sorry, no, sorry, no, no, we no. have a, we no. have a we have a workout. Center. No, I don't want to stay in the exercise room. <laughs> have you seen me? You know I don't want to stay in the exercise room. Um, right, but no, I I want to stay in the exercised room. 
It's just so horrible. And and to think that I wonder somebody probably paid for that shit. Uh, I hope not. They probably paid for that shit. Uh, there's a lot of things that are comped in Vegas. He probably <laughs> <laughs> he probably went there to get his name in the paper. Get can I get that exorcism comped? <laughs> I have my players club card here. <laughs> so, okay, so if it's the steak dinner or the exorcism, yeah, I should err on the, the side exorcism. of I should err on the side of getting the exorcism, because you never know, right? <laughs> How many more loonies do I have to put in? Yeah, I exactly. can't put in. How many more quarters do I have to plug into the machines before I get mo- the steak dinner back? How many more uh, games of uh, blackjack do I have to play? Exactly. Millions. So, but this is just opportunism, right? Yeah. Oh, I want to no, go in there and. I th- think he's just doing it so he, so people so he'll get his name out and people will know who he is. He's just he comped the exorcism. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> Him, not you. Oh, so all right, that's our last news story. You can call me an asshole. That's fine. I'm not the Holy Spirit. <laughs> that's true. I can blaspheme you all day long. Ain't gonna mean a damn, damn thing. you to hell. That's right. You're not real, but you are real. Uh, okay, well, that's all our news stories. I didn't prepare anything else. Did you do anything? No. I didn't think so. <laughs> I figured I had to ask the question, though. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> uh, okay. I was looking at, I was, I was trying to look. I got the emails. You sent me a couple of cool emails. So we'll integrate those into the next couple of shows. Okay. And um, I, I, uh, I was looking up stuff on my phone, but right. then I had a crying kid in the car and. Right. I had to go to the dentist. Right. So, yes, it was a few minutes before I got here that I actually right. started doing some work, but still. <laughs> I always I always fall on the, you have a real job, I have more time to do this. So, it's totally We cool. both have real jobs, but you definitely need to have more time. I have more time. Yeah. Besides, you know I'm just fucking with you. I don't care. Um, <laughs> I'm here to add colorful commentary. I'm not actually going to do any work. Right. Exactly. Well, like I said before, you're my Tom. You're my Tom from Cogdis. Um, yes. But uh, I, I don't know if we ever talked about this. We certainly never mentioned it on the show. And feel free to drop me like a brick whenever you need, whenever you, you oh, feel yeah. like rising up above me. Oh, yeah, big time. Oh, speaking of making it big time, guess where we got some downloads last week? Oh, where? South Africa. There you go. <laughs> your people, hey, now. Your people representing. Now, I don't know whether it's just a blip or whether you mentioned it and somebody went, hey, maybe we shouldn't do it. But anyway, we had some I downloads. I should mention it. I should actually put it in, like, like send out yeah. to, my, to my, my, my Christian cousins You're... and say, listen. <laughs> listen we to need this. Some... Well, you know what I was thinking of, actually? When you said Chad last one. Yeah. Right? I was thinking maybe somebody is VPNing and getting it, like, through Chad. I don't know. I, who knows? And then, you know, and it, it comes up as Chad when it's actually just a VPN. I don't know. If there is somebody in Chad listening to this show, then good on you and thank you Hang very on. much. You just totally shit all over our downloads. We no. have downloads from 50 countries. No, we have downloads from three. No, I'm, oh, just, fuck. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, it's all these fucking VPNs everywhere. From I don't know Chad from a hole in the wall, but I know that it's a very poor country. I've never even known a Chad. And if so. <laughs> And if somebody has the ability to access the internet, would they use it to listen to us? Yes, they would. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, fuck. What did I just do there? <laughs> Nothing. Now you're going to hell. Oh, I'll save you a spot by the fire. Um, I want a job. You're probably going to get there before me. You saved me a spot. <laughs> yeah. I want Are you saying I'm old? I'm older than you. I want a job. Do you think I get a job? 
doing? I don't know. I could do tours. Oh, you mean in chat? No, in hell. Oh, in hell. You want to have time to get a job. They'll be too busy burning you. Oh, man. God's going to dunk you in the fire and then wait till you all burn up and then lift you out and put you back together and then dump you back in. That's right. right. I remember uh, the uh, the debate with Matt Dillahunty and Cy Ten Brugencade. Mm-hmm. One of the things he said, Cy, you know, all pompously says, you know, uh, Satan doesn't rule in hell. God rules in hell. That just makes him an even more malicious motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. That it's like God God's rules one. in hell. Yeah. yeah. But in the same breath, he'll say, no, God doesn't send you to hell. You send yourself there. Yep. And God loves you. And God loves you in the fire. Yeah. He loves us well done. <laughs> <laughs> Just sear the outsides of exactly. it, please. Crispy. Can I get some crispy? Oh, you'll be crispy, all right. Um, right, so this Sunday, yep. um, I don't know if there are tickets still available. And uh, Travis, I'm going to beat you up when I see you. But um, I don't know if there are tickets still available, but Danforth Music Hall, uh, Sunday, November 5th, Matt D- Dillahunty. Uh, in conversation with mm. Professor, Professor, <laughs> what is what's with my mouth? Professor, don't answer that question. Richard Dawkins, Professor Richard Dawkins, um, that's going to be great. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, I'd be curious to see if he does like a little talky talk thing, or whether they just have conversation. I don't know. Yeah, what's like, be like 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 Lawrence Krauss talked about his book, or did a did a, yeah. like, did like a little a yep. little teach. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know if it does. Um, uh, Dawkins is having any other books coming out? Does he? I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what he's been doing, but when we we gonna talk to him. We gonna talk to him yep. because we are front row center. <laughs> that's right. We are front row center for that mother. Okay, that's good. So I think that's enough uh, trouble for us to get into. An hour and eighteen minutes later. All right. What the hell time is it? Oh, it's only quarter after eight. Awesome. Yippee! All right. So yeah, that's enough for us to get into for one episode. So we will not be recording an episode on Sunday because we'll be at the talk but uh, I'm taking Monday off I am too you are? yeah fucking A so we'll do it Monday okay at some point yeah so you get I'll be up at 3 <laughs> no um, that's the normal time I get up on uh, Mondays I won't be up at 3 but uh, I'll be around you'll be up day. at 3 p.m. <laughs> I'll be zombie boy you have the, uh, that ability yeah, I'm taking hopefully... Monday off but I still gotta get up at 7 o'clock yeah well I'll be up before then Shannon gets up to go to work and so, but no, uh, what'll be cool is, um, hopefully, uh, Matt is able to join us for drinks. Yeah. Um, well, we're gaining an hour this weekend too. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Now Matt did respond and say he didn't, he didn't know about his schedule, but yeah. he'd see, right? So if we can get together for drinks, I, I, before it's probably going to be too twitchy, but my hope is that afterwards, and I saw something on Facebook. Him I think, and Richard's come out for drinks. I think Beth is with him. Because his I wife? saw, I, th- I think Beth is with him this weekend because Beth put something on Facebook saying I expected Canada to be different. So I think she's up here with him. Oh, okay. So that'd be really cool. Yeah. Um, I loved Godless Bitches. Like I've, I, I haven't, I haven't seen her. Yeah, I loved Godless Bitches, the podcast that Beth. Uh, it was Beth Presswood, uh, Tracy Harris, and then they would always bring a third person. Sometimes it was um, Tracy's great. She's she's good. Oh, I love Tracy. Tracy's awesome. Um, but, uh, and there was always, they would always have an, uh, usually a third person on talking about uh, different things. And, but I remember at, at INR when I first got some FaceTime with Matt and I was saying, uh, you know, you know, tell, I, I kind of joked with him, like tell Beth to get back on God's but She's like, he's like, he won't ever do that. And he, he, he said to me, he, he kind of came to me afterwards and said, he said, 
the amount of threats that she got. Really? Oh, apparently it was really, really why bad. Is she, why did she get bad and he didn't? Um, I don't know. Maybe they went after her just because she's a woman, which is even shittier. But um, oh, maybe, I don't know if Matt gets death threats. Um, we're not, I haven't gotten any death threats yet. We're not popular enough. No. Um, when that does happen, come at me, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, actually don't, I'm a coward, but, um, no, but, no, you told me many times that you have retard strength. <laughs> oh, I can't believe you said that. <laughs> Boo. I never said that word. You're a horrible person. I can't believe you said that word. Bad person. Yes. The CA doesn't really feel that way. That's just Dean. Um, anyway. Bad word, bad person. Um, okay. Mentally disabled strength. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, uh, and I can, I can be fast when I want to be fast. Yeah. For short bursts? Well, that's just it. For short bursts, I'm the last I'm time the you flash. tested it, though? I don't know. Don't shit on my parade more. <laughs> you already pissed in my cornflakes earlier. You're not going to shit on my How parade How did I piss in your cornflakes earlier? I don't know. You said Because I called you because I said you were old. Yeah. I said you were going to die first. That's nice. I didn't say you were old. I said you were going to die first. What are we going to start? The Michael Deadpool? <laughs> Who's I'm in your Deadpool? Saying... Michael. That's it. Just Michael. <laughs> When's he going to die? Before me. Soon. Exactly. Very soon. I got to watch myself around stairs and you. <laughs> Whoops. Here he goes. I won. I win. What'd you win? Nothing. What's, you the, got date? To learn... What's the date? You're going to have to learn how to do this shit by yourself. If I die first, you got to come and do this shit. Well, no, you'll die way after we're done with this. What are you talking about? I'm never stopping this. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying, like, like yeah, so it'll be way in the future when podcasts aren't a thing anymore. Don't say that. Podcasts are always going to be a thing. Everything comes to an end. Most things. No, everything. I'm On a long enough timeline that the, the survival, survival rate, billion, for, everything the survival rate for everyone to zero. goes to zero. Muck, muck, muck. Oh, God. I'm getting giddy now. It's not true, though. I'm getting giddy because it's only 20 after 8, which means I don't have to stop this and go right to bed like a four-year-old. <laughs> but I have to get up at stupid o'clock, so. Yeah, my six-year-old's probably in bed. Here's hoping. No, well, he's not six yet. Yeah, he's close. All right. So that's enough trouble for us to get into. So Monday. We'll record on Monday. That'll be good. Everything will be fresh uh, in our minds. Hopefully, we can get together with Matt uh, after, uh, after the talk on Sunday and go have some drinks or something. We'll, we'll show him some Canadian beer. Um, yeah, good stuff. And I'll have some Diet Coke. And, <laughs> and yeah, he can laugh at that, I'm sure. But, uh, all right, until next week, I have been Michael. I have been Dean. And we will see you later. Later. Bye. Bye. This has been The CA. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please drop by the iTunes store and give us a review and subscribe to get the latest episodes as soon as they release. Just a reminder, the views expressed on this broadcast are solely those of the hosts and are for entertainment purposes only. Never take advice from two guys expressing an opinion on a podcast. That's just silly. See you back here soon.